0: Now, it's time for Inspirational Women, and my guest is Pat Lind-Kyle, a teacher, a therapist, and a consultant. Pat is also an author, and her new book is Embracing the End of Life, A Journey into Dying and Awakening, something that is very much a part of life, but we typically don't want to think about it. Perhaps we're going to have a different approach as we meet and converse with Pat Lind-Kyle now. Patlin Kyle, good morning, and so many thanks for being with us this morning.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me.
0: I am very happy that we have this opportunity uh, during the course of this time. My feeling is that you are bringing a gift to us. For some of us, perhaps, it's uh, just underscoring uh, a sense and some growth and uh, growing that we've been doing. But for others, maybe this is just a bit of a, a, a an awakening uh, when we have an opportunity to discuss this year's new book, Embracing the end of life a journey into dying and awakening and there's that word awakening so Pat Lynn Kyle I am so feel so privileged that you're with us and uh, you have uh, spent this time exploring this topic and are here so that we can break it open a bit with our listeners
1: well you know I'm happy you invited me because this subject is taboo in our society as you know And it's important. I mean, I just heard again this morning of a friend of mine who died. I mean, right now, I must have in just um, two or three days heard four people that have died in just our small community here in Nevada City, California. So it's happening everywhere, I know. But it's something that we don't want to look at, uh, but something that is really inevitable for all of us.
0: And that is part of it. Well, a big part of it, that it is inevitable. And yet there's that taboo around it. And we don't want to acknowledge it. And therefore, what we don't want to face ends up being like this scary thing lurking that uh, affects our life, of course, doesn't it?
1: Wow. Well, it affects our life right now, as well as as we shift from this, what do you want to say, earth plane? to another plane or another part of our journey. So that's the key right there that you mentioned is this constriction or this fear because basically we die in love. And love is an expansion of our, would you say, consciousness, uh, mind consciousness, so if we keep constricted about it, we're really not prepared for that most important moment in our life.
0: And by talking about it, that's, this is the beginning of it. If someone hasn't really considered it, doesn't want to think about it because, oh, that's so far away. But, of course, again, that timing is beyond our control in the majority of cases. Absolutely. Absolutely
1: yeah we we absolutely don't know our time and it seems to me as this um this idea of our transition our transformation it's uh it's definitely not under control under, under our control and we were we were going to talk about our way our caregivers take care of us um Was that right, Kate, we were
0: going to... Well, that is a part of it, but I do feel that it's important to perhaps, in terms of being a good caregiver, have that comfort and understanding within within ourselves that would at least then probably make us even a better caregiver.
1: So what I see for the role of a caregiver is that they create an environment of openness and love. And they create that environment as, let's say, the person that is in the process of dying may be bedridden. But that's a, you know, that's the beginning. Really, the form of dying is that the the ability to be able to walk around. In other words, the legs start giving out, which is a form of our earth energy. They're beginning to leave this earth plane. And the beginning of knowing they are is when they really can't get out of bed anymore and they can't really walk anymore. And the caregiver really needs to know these signs. And another sign that the caregiver needs to know is when they're not able to uh, be able to go to the bathroom. And so they need to have diapers or they need to have some tube put in. Because they're losing that uh, next level, which is the water element in our, in our uh, earth. So they're beginning to not be able to hold that element because we're made up of all these elements. And, then, and the next element is the fire element, which is in the belly, which when you'll notice, the caregivers will begin to notice that sign of dying when they get very agitated. I don't know if you've been with anyone that's dying, but they'll want to get out of bed and they'll, they'll they'll want to go outside, and and you say no, no, you can't do that. You just have to you have to really monitor that. The caregiver needs to know these signs and know how to handle each step of the uh, patient that is dying. And then, of course, the last step, what everybody is very familiar with, is the air, um, and that air element has to do with our breath. And so people will talk about that they begin to breathe more slowly and uh, have a lot of space in between each breath, very lingered breathing. And that's a sign that they're about to leave their body. So the care, it's really important to know these signs so they know how to handle people coming into the room Uh Uh, people want to talk about their life and what's going on and maybe things that have irritated them about the person, whatever it is. These are certain stages of the dying that not many people talk about that the caregiver really needs to know in order to handle the people that come in. More than anything, one of the most important things that can be done during the dying process is to have people come in and pray and meditate and maybe read sections from um, the person that's dying, um, poetry, or if they're a religious person, parts of the Bible, or whatever, so that that the energy begins to expand rather than contract. I am really, (laughs) you can tell, I'm really into this part, because as people leave their body, they are very expanded, So we have to um, prepare that for them. We don't prepare it. Death prepares it. But that we just begin to follow what the dying process is doing.
0: Does that make sense it does and I feel with mentioning such things as doing the reading having music either there's instrumental music being played on a CD for instance or a, a person I've heard of people uh, bringing in someone who plays the harp and you just have that playing but having a, a, I'm going to say an activity, but something that's going to support that rather than feeling lost and, and, uh, it, and there's perhaps, of course it's sad and there's there can be tears, but I think something that's still positive and uplifting during this time is, is more beneficial.
1: You're absolutely right. I, I really thought about that a lot after I wrote the book, and the book is filled with exercises and meditations and visualizations. And um, the reason I did that is because the book has the whole idea of, of being a caregiver or having a caregiver uh, for you. But if the idea of the book was to say, how prepared are you to die we have no script. we have no anything to follow but maybe being with our parents when they died or or volunteering at hospice or being a healthcare person. But you see there is a very very what would I say uh, guideline to follow. So my book is for the person that is not dying, the person that is preparing their own heart, mind, life for their for their dying. So they could be fifty years old or sixty years old and may not die till eighty. But they have the idea that the very first thing that will ever happen when you begin to die is to begin to resist. So I have all kinds of exercises to say, how do you begin to release the resistance? Because the resistance is fear, not love. And then I go on to say, okay, once you've resisted, what happens really? And really, the next thing is, you have to let go. You have to let go of everything that you're familiar with, your friends, your, you know, everything. So why don't you begin to do that now? Not that you're letting go of friends, but the attachment Mm -hmm. to them. So we begin to look at the guidance, and we don't do it right in five minutes before we die, but that we are really in a prepared state so that we can open when the final time comes.
0: And that word attachment, Pat, I think is one that bears... More consideration, not necessarily right now, but just in our lives. Isn't it the attachment that causes the pain? It's like I'm so uh, connected to that thing, I can't let go. And then it feels like you're just being ripped away from it.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah. And so, and that attachment is fear. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, it's that. Constriction. In the book, I talk about um, the second part of the book. I talk about how in the world did we develop this structure of fear. So I go through the development of our lives to show where in your life have you really created this attachment or this constriction that's really not healthy, that creates illness, actually. And then I have a whole section of the book which talks about how do you open up to that. How do you open? One of the key ways of opening is through forgiveness. And I have exercises showing how do I begin to not only forgive myself of whatever the issue is with a friend or with an issue with that friend towards you or whatever it might be or could be political at this point, what, what could that be that's really holding me so tight? And then I look at, what's it like to have gratitude? That's something that the caregiver really uh, can open up to. What are you grateful for right now and have been grateful for, for your life? What times in your life were you very, very grateful? And then I look at appreciation. All these things begin to open the heart, to open to that place of kindness and compassion. And we die in a brainwave called gamma. And gamma is the brainwave that's very, 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 hmm, uh, I guess I would say very uh, high. It's a very high brainwave as opposed to beta, which we're in right now. But and it's very expanded. We die in gamma, and they found that when the heart stops, uh, the brain is still functioning, and it's functioning in that frequency of gamma, very high frequency, that we're not in many times. Maybe people like the Tibetan Buddhists that were uh, examined, you know, in the MRIs and everything, came really high in gamma. So, But we go into that very high place of gamma, which is compassion and kindness. That's what we die in. And we're in there for quite some time, enough so that uh, your caregivers really do not touch the body for at least 20 minutes, so that the their patient, the person that is dying, can get adjusted to that frequency, and then uh, the Tibetans uh, say, and they're the ones that have really explored the death process, say that you really allow the body just to rest for three days, just to adjust to this whole new life, because we're now living without a body, and uh, whatever else goes on, and I have the whole thing written in the book, but uh, I think that that's one of the key things that could really help caregivers. In the dying process.
0: And that's where I think we can also gain so much important knowledge. For ourselves as we live now, uh, knowing that death is somewhere out there, who knows when or where that will occur. But this information, just as you've shared with us now, Pat, which we can find in in a more expanded version, of course, in this new book, Embracing the End of Life here we can learn about this and I I feel what it does is bring knowledge bring information and with that bring this awareness and comfort
1: right right it's actually it's actually so important because yeah it's actually so important that I recently came out with a CD and I've taken some of the meditations that are in the book Sometimes it's easier to hear it than to read it. So um, I have a binaural beats. Um, I, uh, you may have known that the book I wrote before this was called Heal Your Mind, Rewire Your Brain. So I'm very much into the brain frequencies. And um, the one of the meditations in there is called the pain meditation. And it really helps the patient or even you right now, before you even get into the state of transition, uh, how do you handle pain? Because most people say, well, I'm not afraid of dying, but, boy, I'm sure scared to hurt. (laughs) I don't want to feel pain. So this is uh, really helpful, this uh, meditation. And then another thing that was asked of me when my father died was, what have I done in my life? It's worthwhile. That's how my father asked me on his deathbed. I thought, "Oh my gosh, how do I respond to that?" So I have a whole meditation on what has been the meaning of your life. I believe that we're kind of asked or led into what's the thread in your life that has taken you all the through that's been incredibly meaningful and has brought what it is of the worth that you have given in this life. And then I have another meditation called Prepare for Letting Go, and that's exactly what we just talked about. How to begin to prepare to let go of this real holding on that you're going to have to let go of. And then this is the one. It's called The Dying and After Death. This is the meditation that I wrote for myself, and it's a meditation that I want played all the time. I'm in those stages of dying that I described to you that says, Pat, you're beautiful, and you're really, really lovely. You have been so worthy of everything that's happened to you. And so it goes on to bring that person more open and open into their heart. And then the another one is preparation for afterlife, which I think is important for a caregiver to hear and read. And then how does a person die? So I have all these meditations that are uh, on a CD that can get, be you can buy them on my website, which is patlindkyle.com. Very easy to find under resources, or uh, Amazon has it, or uh, I love CD baby. <laughs> um, they also carry it, so that's just kind of uh, a run-through of ways that a caregiver and right now you can be using these CDs. I have friends that are using it right now, and and preparing themselves with the CDs.
0: So, a couple of things: one, in terms of the website and looking for the CD, and. For the book, Pat is spelt with two T, so P-A-T-T, so that people know how to uh, get to that, to your website and find this. The other, when you say friends are listening to it now, you're listening to it, I'm inspired to listen to it and share it with my family, uh, with my mother who's elderly. You know, the, the, Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. And I feel for us everything, again, is just more knowledge and expansion and uh, is a better preparation and affirmation for us. So it's just such a big win. Yeah, it really is.
1: The book is written for groups
0: to get together or families. It's
1: perfect for you and your family and your elderly mother because you can just maybe not read it to her or they read it, but just do the exercises. Just do the exercises and the meditations that are in there, because because they um, they will bring about a discussion and a conversation, and that's what you want.
0: And it could be so healing in ways that we might not even understand. Or what it would be wonderful is to uh, have, in this case, my mother, or have anyone express what's gone on, and it oh. helps to just take it out from inside the mind and the heart and toss it out there if, if it's negative experiences or thoughts
1: that's right that's absolutely right. I actually said gee you know the book is uh, big <laughs> I can't believe I did it and uh, so I wrote a little book I think it just cost five dollars a facilitator handbook on how you go through each chapter uh, beginning that conversation. So you have guidance on how to do that. That's also, I think that's just on my website, the Facilitator's Handbook. Um, but that will help with groups. I have um, I have different uh, people that I've heard that have started these groups and found them very effective. So to begin with, just to have this Facilitator's Handbook that takes you through how you start with a meditation and then how you handle the discussion period and how you end it and how you go forward with it. So that's very helpful, too. So that was a great idea, Kate.
0: It's an excellent idea, uh, and it's so logical. We have all these other kinds of groups, of support groups for various sorts of things, one of them being, you know, how to be more successful in our lives. Well, why not this, which I think, you know, it's it's this um, it's a circle, by being much more at ease with our death, and I think that's reflected in people who have had near-death experiences, then we live a, a more filled, fulfilled life.
1: That's right. You're absolutely right.
0: Well, yeah. you're the one who's been writing this, and it just comes from you know what you've been sharing. So I think that you are ha, truly have given us such an amazing gift. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. I hadn't planned on this. I was in a
1: meditation, uh, a month-long meditation, and I woke up at two in the morning in total terror. Oh, I couldn't believe it! <laughs> I didn't know what to do, and everybody, of course, was either meditating or asleep at that point. And um, I just had to. Uh, I just, I just remember sitting on the bed and saying, "Okay, Pat, why are you so frightened?" What is going on? And I heard or I felt a voice saying, you're frightened to die. <laughs> I thought, am I dying now? I don't know what's going on. And I thought, I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. Uh, the teachers aren't here. Um, you know, I'm not waking people up at 2 in the morning. What do I do? And so I just said, well, you know, if I'm going to die, and let me die. And so I laid back on my pillow, and somehow I went to sleep. And I woke up the next morning feeling great, (laughs) and I couldn't figure it out. And so I went to a teacher that day, and she said, Well, Pat, you looked directly at your ego and said, I'm going to do it. I I don't know what else to do. And the ego just vanished. So it's our ego that is so frightened to die. Because the, freedom, the ego does not go with us. When we're in our hearts, we are not in a, our ego. So that was a huge lesson. And then when I came home after that, all I could think about was, well, what is death? I don't even know what we what we're doing with death. And that's how I got so involved in it. I mean, I got
0: really involved in it. Yes, you did. As you alluded to, it is a big book. Well, and it just attests to the fact that there's so much to look at to come down to the simplicity. But I guess in our society, in our culture, we we want to have all this information to make these decisions, right? So you have fulfilled that for... for everyone. So we can uh, take the big book or we can find the smaller facilitator handbook. I, I yeah. think that could guide us.
1: That would guide you. So when I went to uh, look for an agent for the book, um, this one agent that decided to take my book looked everywhere because he's in the East and he's very involved in the big publishers and he said, there is no book out there like that. There's plenty of books saying, how do you be a caregiver? And physicians saying, this is what happens when people die, that I've handled and so forth, all these books that are out. But nothing saying, how do you take care of it? What are you going to do? Do you have an estate? Do you have a will? Do you have a trust? How do you go about doing that? <clears throat> I've got all that in the book of legal planning. So, And then what happens to the body afterwards? How do you want to be... How do you want to be taken care of? Uh, do you Which way do you want to be have your body taken care of? And how do you go about that? So it's all in there. And people that have appraised my book um, and written in the front said, one of them said, get the book. You're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> and sometime in your life, it's going to be on the bookshelf, and it's going to be right there for you. So,
0: yeah. And ideally, you get it now, regardless of your age, and and start to read it because, again, what happens, the real value, is we live a much more engaged life. We're really living.
1: Yes. Oh, you got it. Absolutely. It's true. I, I, you know, I am very happy, (laughs) and um, I think it's because it's this death that was on my shoulders, that I didn't turn around and look at. And so uh, it relieved this whole burden that people talk about. I, I just don't have the fear anymore. I imagine when the time comes, I will, you know, but I can't, Im- you know, right now, it, 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 it I'm, I'm pleased. I'm ha- I don't have that. I don't have that pressure on me, that fear in me. And it's all around. You turn on the radio, and it's... It's everywhere, Uh, and I don't feel it now, and I think you understand it too.
0: I do. And, you know, I have found that it's kind of cycles, that there have been times in my life that I've been more at peace with it than others. So I think it's just uh, we continue to learn and progress. Uh, but each time we're doing that at a higher level, It wherever we are, we need to just get started and begin that learning. It'll be of most value to ourselves and certainly for those around us to help to comfort them and, uh, you know, help them to go through the stages.
1: So I hope our conversation today has inspired others to say, wait a minute, maybe I better look at this because this is going to happen to me someday.
0: Indeed. And so as we've been talking about, the book is Embracing the End of Life, A Journey into Dying and Awakening. And as you said, Pat, you have your website. That's one area that it's available. Let's mention the website again, okay?
1: It's uh, Pat, P-A-T-T, and my last name is spelled L-I-N-D hyphen K-Y-L-E dot com, patlynkyle.com.
0: And, of course, there is the CD as well, which is, uh, I think, another important resource that will bring us a, a great deal of value. So Pat Lynn Kyle, it's been most wonderful to spend this time with you. Thank you for your awareness and your desire to help all of us live a better life so that we can feel that we really have accomplished what we wanted to.
1: Well, thank you so much for asking me but also to engage with me and really feel what the essence of this whole thing about of embracing the end of our lives.
0: Well, it's been my pleasure. And with that, we are at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Pat Lynn Kyle and Sunday Morning Magazine with Maya Van Rossum. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the On Air tab, then Sunday mornings, and that's where you're going to find today's guests. I now wish you and your family a day of investing in ourselves, in all aspects of life. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 1069, the station to pick you up and make you feel good. Good morning.